You're listening to Love Wreck on Oh So Dope. This next one I titled Full Court Press. One of the things that I really admire about myself is that I always go for what I want. In dating, in the creative space, in business, in life, I have no problem making the first move. This story begins with me going for what I wanted at the exact moment that I decided that I wanted it. So I was at the gym using the cardio machines on the second floor. They were overlooking the basketball court. This is where I prefer to do my cardio because, well, you know, put two and two together. So I was wrapping up on my workout and I saw a major hunk walk onto the court all alone. I headed downstairs to shoot my shot. See what I did there? I opened the door to the basketball court with all the confidence in the world and I asked him with a straight face, do you want to verse me? He kind of looked at me surprised as if to say, are you talking to me? Gently laughing, he replied, sure. What he didn't know is that I'm actually pretty good at basketball. Another thing about me, I do not like to lose. I'm a very sore loser. So we started playing and he definitely had height on me, but I had heart, girl, I had heart. The score was so close the entire time and we were playing to 21. It was game point, so I stopped and said, let's put a wager on this. He responded, sure, what do you want to bet? I suggested that if I won, he would have to take me out for my birthday, which was about a week away. And if he won, I would take him out for his birthday whenever that was. Take note, this was a win-win situation that I put myself in. Knowing that I had a lot riding on the game and I wanted some romance on my birthday, I put my ass in overdrive and I ended up winning the game. Since you can lead a horse to the water, but you should never force them to drink, I made it a fact to hand him the ball, exchange names, and head out. I'm a busy woman after all. I literally put myself on a platter and he would have to be the one to seal the deal. As I was walking out, he yelled, hey, how am I going to take you out when I don't even have your number? Boom, signed, sealed, delivered. He remembered my actual birthday and called me that morning. We set up a date for a few days later. He would be picking me up. Hold up. I didn't even tell you guys his stats. By far, this was one of the most attractive men that I've ever been with, if not the most attractive. So he's about six feet tall, slim, athletic build, good head of hair, and such deep dimples on each side of his face. When it was time for the actual date, my confidence was wavering. I was second guessing myself, like was he out of my league? Totally throwing off my vibe. He called me when he was outside and I was wearing these freakum boots that only came out on special occasions. I opened his passenger door and got inside and all I heard was a crunching noise as I sat down. I had sat on his glasses and fully broke them. We pulled up to the restaurant and as I was getting out of the car, I could feel that my boot was stuck to something. Instead of stopping and unhooking it, I pulled extra hard trying to play it off and I broke his seat. I could not make this up. Inside of the restaurant, things got even worse. We hadn't really communicated since our first one-on-one game, and it turns out he was so boring. He was a gorgeous man to look at, don't get me wrong, perfection, but couldn't hold a conversation for shit. We ordered food and then engaged in elevator talk. Once we finished eating, he excused himself to the washroom, and this was my opportunity to grab my phone and just start texting my girls. About 10 minutes passed and he still wasn't back. Either he had a bad case of diarrhea or he left me. Now, I'm going to pull over for a second. I've 
been on dates before where I've gone to the washroom and I've thought to myself, should I leave? Like, it's really mean, but should I go? I'm just really not having a good time. So I thought that this may have been karma coming back for me. I looked over my shoulder and to my relief, there he was sitting at the bar watching the game. I instantly burst into laughter like right in my seat. He had left our booth so that he could go and watch the game. How rude is that? He ended up coming back to the table a few minutes later to settle the bill. He drove me home and I wish I could say that things ended there. We actually dated for a few months. Things ended up fizzing out on their own, and because he was so fine, we dated again a couple years later. To this day, we're still connected on socials, and he graces my timeline every now and then. Still a hunk, still a hottie. Let's reflect. If it wasn't for his looks, our first date would have been our last. I can say this with absolute certainty. I put this man on a pedestal, and I was doubtful of what I brought to the table. This way of thinking set the tone for a such a toxic dynamic in our relationship, and made things super uncomfortable for me. I'm still working on the whole confidence thing, and I hope to have it figured out ASAP. ASAP. If you don't already know, you are enough. Remember that. This next one is called the disrespect. This was the most dysfunctional relationship of my life. Things were on and off, but mostly on, for about two and a half years. There was no doubt that he really liked me, even loved me, but he was just whack. We finally got to a good place in our relationship, and my friends actually started approving of him. They would even allow him to hang out with us from time to time, no longer icing him out. I had this one friend in particular, let's call her Gertrude, that just wouldn't let up on him. Every chance she got, she would tell me that I deserved better, he wasn't good enough, I laughed it off, but I continued seeing him anyways. My other friends thought that she was simply being too harsh with her deep disdain for this man. One day, we were meeting up for dinner, me and my man and a few friends. Gertrude randomly called me and said that she happened to be in the area. So, naturally, I just invited her to join us. It was just going to be a group thing, nothing crazy. A few minutes later, she arrived. Everything was cool for the first 20 minutes. I can't even tell you what the argument was over, but things got heated so quickly between her and my man like an episode of love and hip-hop not only was it embarrassing it was scary I'll never forget the sweat on his face and the veins in her neck my group of friends worked so quickly to separate them and diffuse the situation later that night I was on the phone with my two best friends just trying to make sense of the evening one girl felt like things were fishy she was confused with the passionate anger Carefully, she suggested that maybe there's something going on between these two. We all burst out laughing because Gertrude was just as unattractive as the name I gave her. In the middle of our cackle, I got a call on my other line. It was him. I put my girls on hold. Without any warning, he spilled word vomit all over me. He told me that he had been sleeping with Gertrude behind my back for several months. And that very day, they were together right before dinner. They just used separate entrances. Every little detail he told me without being prompted. I got off the phone with him and right away I just told my two friends exactly what he had told me. This one event was the impetus for the divide in our larger friendship group. I had friends who didn't want to get involved or choose sides. Those were not my friends. The next day Gertrude called me. I didn't even answer. We never spoke again. As far as my relationship was concerned, things were over. It didn't even need to be said. For months after that, he tried his hardest to fix things. No victory. Let's reflect. 
Looking back on this situation, I'm surprised that I even expected better from this man. I allowed him to treat me like shit and do whatever he wanted for so long. I turned a blind eye and pretended like everything was okay. I never made that mistake again. My definition of close friends changed as well. This may be controversial, but if someone does me big time dirty, I expect that my close friends will follow my lead, pick a side. I know it's petty, but that's just the way it is. This one's called White Noise. I don't even remember this man's name, but our one and only date will forever live rent-free in my mind. It was a snowy winter evening, cold but not freezing. He was from way up north, so we decided to meet halfway. It took me about 40 minutes to drive out, but I made it happen. When I pulled up to the restaurant, he had already gone inside, grabbed us a table, and ordered himself a drink. I walked in and spotted him right away, approached the table. He remained seated to greet me. I took off my jacket and joined him. He had a really laid back energy, which I appreciated. We engaged in small talk after ordering a variety of apps. The conversation was rolling, but nothing was really sparked. I knew within the first few minutes that this would be our one and only date and I would be unmatching him as soon as the bill was paid. This man was originally from Sudbury. Anyone who's not from Ontario or Canada, Sudbury is like, it's a city north of Toronto and it's very, it's very white. So he was from Sudbury and his most prized pastimes were hunting and fishing. Your girl is from Scarborough. She's a city girl. I don't know how the topic of race came up, but it did. And I knew I was in for a ride. He asked me about my ethnicity and then proceeded to guess. I humored him. After a few wrong guesses, I gave in and I shared with him that I was half Jamaican. He was beyond surprised. He replied, no way. You cannot be Jamaican. All Jamaicans have cornrows. Yes, he said cornrows. We then entered into a conversation of him questioning why my hair was straight. I told him that my natural hair was curly and that I use a straightener. He was mind blown. Suddenly, I was berated with an assortment of questions investigating how long it takes for me to straighten my hair and how I get it back to curly. He then went on to share with me that a friend of his has a mixed race child and that all mixed race children look like Mowgli from the Jungle Book with wild hair and tanned skin. So these are his words. He's using mixed race and wild hair and tanned skin. And Mowgli, what? What is going on here? I didn't do anything but laugh in my mind, just anticipating how fire the group chat is going to be later when I share this with my girls. He transitioned seamlessly into recounting his last hunting expedition where he killed and dismembered a bison, then struggled to fit it in his freezer. I could not relate. Since he had so much bison meat, he cooked it into a potluck dish for the office and didn't label it. His co-workers were outraged once they discovered that they had unknowingly consumed bison. He found this comical. Quite some time had passed with him serenading me in all of his opinions, and it was time to pay the bill. He looked at me. I looked at him. I paid the bill. I knew I was never going to speak to this man again, and I could not in good conscience have him pay the bill. I've since let go of this way of being, so I will always let the man pay the bill, even if I know that I'm not going to see him again. As soon as I got into the car, I unmatched him as I had earlier planned and chuckled to myself the entire ride home. Mowgli from the jungle, but I could not believe this guy. Let's reflect on this one. After telling this story to a few friends, I had mixed reviews. Some of my friends laughed and others were upset that I hadn't checked him for his ignorance. 
honestly, I didn't feel any regret for not putting him in line. I'm an extremely non-confrontational person. And even now, I'll do anything to dodge an argument or disagreement. Generally, I'm very careful with my time and energy as well. So if I don't see space or like a willingness for growth in a person, nine times out of 10, I won't even bother. Hey everyone, just wanna pop in and say thank you again for tuning in to part three of four. We're almost there, we're almost done. We'll be seeing you again next week, Thursday to drop the last portion of the book. If you haven't followed yet on socials, you can find me on Instagram at ohsodope.co. Same with TikTok, if that's your thing. I want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear what made you laugh. I want to hear what you liked, what you didn't like. Anything that may have lit a bulb in your head and your own takeaways. I want to know it. Send it to me. I will respond. I'm all over it. If you're listening to the audiobook and you want to grab a copy of the PDF to read on your own time, you can go to my website, www.dopehouse.co, and house is spelled H-A-U-S. I'll be sure to put it in the show notes, and you can click on it. All donations collected are going to be going towards producing my first mini-series, so anything you can spare, that would be awesome. I appreciate it. If you want to download the book for free, that's cool too. Pinky promise. I will see you next week. Thank you.